0: You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikenna Okeke and be blessed.
1: Praise the Lord. Okay, on Sunday we looked at um, John chapter 20 and from there we went on to John 21. This evening we are going to continue from John 21 and uh, pick one or two things there and then we pray, praise the Lord. I believe the spirit of the Lord has already ministered to each and every one of us here. I believe that the presence of the Lord is already with you and with us who are present here, those that are at home. On Sunday we read from verse 17 of John chapter 20 and we saw how Lord Jesus, you know, Made them know that from now on, because of the resurrection, we have become one big family. And then he said to them, As the Father has sent me, so I also send you. And I want to believe that from Sunday, you have been looking at yourself with a different eye. Praise the Lord. You're a commissioned agent of the Most High God. Praise the Lord. You carry his authority. Our Lord Jesus said to us in Matthew twenty, saying, All authority in heaven and on earth has what? Been given to me. Say, Go therefore. So everywhere you are going, you are an authorized agent of the heavenly kingdom. Praise the Lord. The Bible says we have become his ambassadors, and God is pleading through us. And we learned on Sunday that this commission is not without backing. We are told that the Holy Spirit is with us. And then because of that, we have the power, we have the authority to remit sins. So we are now working for the sin remittance agents, isn't it? Praise the Lord. And God will use us to remit many in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, he that turns his brother from iniquity or from sin does what covers a multitude of iniquity. May God find you and I agents. Praise the Lord of turning people away from iniquity in the name of Jesus. And we saw how he searched, came back and Thomas was there and he ministered to Thomas. But without helping us to know that we in this generation, we can ask that he appear again. Praise the Lord. But he said to, concerning us, blessed are those who have not sinned. Have believed. There is a blessedness for us. God is excited. Anytime we act in faith, God is excited. And I trust that our faith will continue to grow and grow in Jesus' name. And we saw in the last two verses of chapter 20 how we're told why these things were written. They say they were written that we may believe that Jesus is the Christ and that believing we may have life in his name. That is the intent. So we are to live based on what we believe. We shouldn't believe in church and go home and continue to live like unbelievers. We believe in church. Every song we sang today, we should take it in and let it influence our speech. Let it influence our actions. Let it influence our attitudes. And in 21, we, which is where we're going to continue this evening, the Bible says, verse 1, it says, After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples, At the sea of Tiberias. And in this way he showed himself. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin Nathanael of Cana in Galilee. The sons of Zebedee and two two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we are going with you also. They went out and immediately got into the boat. And that night they caught nothing. But when the morning had had now come, Jesus stood on the shore. Yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, Children, have you any food? Children, have you any food? And they answered him, No. Verse 6 says, And he said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the board, and you will find some. So they did cast, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. We've done, you know, treated this on Sunday. We want to continue from verse 7. Verse 7 now says, Therefore, that, that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. Now, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had removed it, and plunged into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from the land, but about 200 cubits, dragging the net with fish. Then, as soon as they had come in to the land, they saw A fire of coals there, and fish laid on it, and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish which you have just caught. Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to land, full of large fish, 153. Although there were so many, the net was not broken. Jesus said to them, Come and eat breakfast. Yet none of the disciples did ask him, Who are you, knowing that it was the Lord? Jesus then came and took the bread and gave it to them and likewise the fish. Verse 14 says, this is now the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Okay, on Sunday we saw how they had told all night and because they were operating out of the grace and anointing God had called them, It was a fruitless venture. They were going contrary to what they should be doing. Jesus had died and been raised from the dead. And I come to tell them now, everything I told you, confirmation. You know, he said, this is the sign I'm going to give to you. Destroy this body, what will happen? And after three days, I'll raise it up. So what is it? The sign is for confirmation. But after all of that, we saw how the disciples, out of lack of motivation or clarity or whatever, went back to what they knew to do best well we see that what they knew to do best wasn't working anymore praise the lord you know I, I don't know how many of us most of us there are some young believers here but if you're a young believer i want you to make sure that you're born again is such that even when you go to your unbelieving friends they will not accept you that's how you really know you're born again if you're that type of born again you will know some of us are t- far too good. Where you go back to them, they won't. once you come, they'll drive you and say, come out here, holy boy, holy girl. Do you understand what I'm saying? What they knew to do best, they couldn't even do it well. They told all night and they caught nothing. Why? Because God had taken them to another level. But what I want us to see here quickly before we you know, go to a few other places is that do, do you notice that Jesus had already prepared breakfast for them? By the time, while they were struggling to catch fish, somehow, we don't know how this fish came about, Jesus already had fish. Not just that he had fish, he had the fish roasting. Not only that he had the fish roasting, he had bread. But they were toiling all night. And the key thing there is this, which is what I believe the master wanted them to catch, is that I will take care of you. Praise the Lord. I will do what? I will take care of you more than you could ever do for yourself. You see, they went to catch fish. These were fishermen. This was the way they knew to survive. And because they didn't know what else to do, the master had gone, the women that were contributing, whatever, maybe their finances, they said, let us sort ourselves out. But when they had failed, the master came, did two things. First of all, let them know that I can let you operate at your level, which means you catch fish. But you notice that when they caught the fish, even that breakfast was not of their fish. The Lord is opening our eyes to his supernatural care for us. He says, it is the Father's word, good pleasure to give you and I what? The kingdom. Do you remember that the, the, the first, our first parents, when the enemy came and tempted them, what did he tempt them with? He told them that God did not love them as much as they, you know, as I don't know who I would compare. But he was just trying to tell them that God didn't love them as much. For God knows that the day you eat of this thing, you will be as God. No, because at the root of every temptation is somebody believing God. Believing less of God than he is to you and I And that is what Jesus proved to them here You told you caught nothing Now catch But while you're coming The moment they came The Bible says they saw fire they saw fish And they saw bread Praise the Lord God will make your marriage Your life Everything about you Much better Than you can swear to make it Praise the Lord you see, recently, recently, the, the, the Lord ministered to me and he said, he said, How many of us apply to be created? Are you sure? I beg to apply. Make me a man. Make me a woman. Make me a tall man. I Did anybody? He said, Do you know my thoughts towards you? Before you even could think, i thought about you. I'm the one who started everything concerning you. Now, faith. trusting that that God is good Praise the Lord Faith is relying that that God Is able to see you to the end That's what it is And that's what Jesus began to demonstrate For us here It would have been a different story If he saw them and made them catch fish And leave And then we say well at least they preempted They knew they would have to eat But they caught fish, dragged their fish Counted it, left it And then he gave them bread and sardine what a combination. Praise the Lord. Is somebody getting? He had the fire. They would have needed to go home first and find fire. They would have needed to go somewhere and buy bread. But the master brought it there. It was a love feast at the sea, sea, sea what? seashore. That's what he did. While they were sweating, that is how high. He says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways. God's love for you is so much higher. But you know what? We make choices thinking it is lower. Every act of unbelief is based on the thing that God is not thinking my thoughts. Sorry, he's not thinking for me. He's not loving me. He doesn't understand. I'm I'm in Nigeria. He doesn't understand. I'm a young man. He doesn't understand. I'm a young woman. He doesn't understand. I have bills to pay. God understands all. Praise the Lord. God understands all, and if you follow him, you will see his provision. Praise the Lord, somebody. So, so that's what we pick from this encounter. And um, I, I, the one of Simon, let me just mention it quickly, and then we'll go to where we we'll do our study. The, the conversation he had with Simon from verse 15 to 19 Where he was restoring him. Simon Peter had denied him three times. And he was trying to bring him to a place of restoration. So with his own mouth, he will also confess rightly. Confession is very important. Praise the Lord. So he would ask Peter, do you love me? And Peter would say, master, you know I love you. Then he would say, feed my sheep." Okay, he said, do you love me? And they had gone over that three times. And then he now said to him once again, follow me. The same follow me he told him the first time. In Luke 5, he said, you're now restored. So the devil can't come to you. That's why we repent. The purpose of repentance is restoration. We are not repenting because we are stupid. We Repent because we want to get back to where we ought to be. At this point, Peter was restored. And from this moment on, you could see he kept moving forward. So when some of us are in situations where we know that we are out of relationship we should make sure we get to this point. Why? Because if not for this, the devil would have constantly haunted Peter and said to him, You've denied your master. You forsook your master. But he couldn't say that because if you he say you denied, he said, But I've confessed him. I forsook him, but I'm following him. So he nullified and cancelled everything that could have been used against Peter. And that's how come you see him going on to become the leader of the church in the Acts of the Apostles. But I want us to look at a passage in scripture. And before we look at that, John 15, 16 says something here. It says, you did not choose me, but I did what? I chose you and I appointed you. Praise the Lord. You did not choose me. Now say to yourself, I didn't choose him. He chose me and he appointed me that I should go and bear fruit and that my fruit should last. Now I want want you to now take your mind out of yourself now. And if you wanted to do something now, how many of us are employers of labor here? Gigi, you're an employer of labor. You wanted to employ a driver. Are you going to employ someone that that won't be able to drive? Are you going to employ a truck pusher? You would ask for experience, isn't it? Because you want the person you employ for the job to be able to do the job. Now, if God said, I chose you to bear fruit, don't you think that he has confidence He has assurance that you succeed in what he's choosing you for. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? And that is what we see with these apostles. In spite of the issues they had, God knew that in him was the ability to make them what they would be. And we will see how they started. We saw that sometimes they would argue. They would argue who is the greatest. Sometimes they would ask stupid questions. Sometimes they would behave in embarrassing manners. But the God who chose them, took them from their uh, uh, Gospels and brought them into Acts of the Apostles. These mighty men that we read of in Acts of the Apostles are the same shallow men. I want you to have confidence that what God started in you, he is faithful to perform it in the name of Jesus. Because when you have that confidence, you'll be able to obey better. You'll be able to believe better. You'll be able to walk better. You'll be able to trust better. You'll be able to act better in the name of Jesus. Peter and the bunch, he chose them. They were raw, but they they didn't choose him. If they had chosen him along the line, they would have said, no, you can't make it. But he, being omnipresent, omniscient and omnipotent, knew how the combination of facts and said, this man, Peter, Simon, you're unstable, but I'm going to make you a stone. He said, Thomas, what, you're a twin. You keep doubting, but I'm going to make you to profess me. Uh, John, the beloved, I mean, you think this thing is a joke. You think Christianity is putting your head on the chest of Jesus. I will treat you and train you to the point where you're ready to go into fire. You know, the uh, history has it that he was boiled in fire. He didn't die before they banished him. So God had seen the end before he started with them. And you're listening to me online, you're here present. I want you to know that God had looked at your life with length, living with purpose, and said, I can make this out of you before you ever started. Can somebody say amen to Jesus? Amen. Can somebody say amen to Jesus? Amen. Praise the Lord. So so we established that now the issue is where we Met Peter and the bunch here, where there is this question of how do I survive? Because you know you're telling me God is going to use me and all, but the, the, this is where I am. What happens here? And we saw that when in Mark 10:28, Mark 10:28, you can put it on the screen, where, where Peter, you know, honestly and sincerely, being the spokesman for the group, said to Jesus, "See, we have left all and what followed you." Verse 29. We have left all and followed you. you. Jesus had answered to the rich young ruler, okay, go sell all that you have, give to the poor, come and follow me, and then you will have the kingdom. So Peter said, What, what about us? We have left all and followed you. What's going to happen to us? Let's see the answer Jesus gave. Jesus answered and said to him, What? Well, As surely I say to you, there is no one who has left what? House, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands. For my sake and the gospels Who shall not receive a hundredfold Now in this time Houses, brothers, sisters, mothers Children and lands with persecutions And in the age to come Eternal life, 31 But many who are first will be last And the last will be first um, um, Our Lord answered Peter this question And he answered us And if you're a Bible scholar And you, 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 you think and you ask questions Sometimes you, be, you should have asked yourself How many houses did Peter acquire before he died? Praise the Lord. How many had asked that question? How many? But but you see, we're, we're taught that in Christ we become family, isn't it? Now, some interpretations of that is that when you become a Christian, all that Christ has, what? Becomes your own. Becomes your own. Everyone, my brother's house becomes my house. Okay? Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mom, we zoom on. So, if we get it right truly, okay, if we really get it right, the, 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 the prosperity of the believer is immeasurable because it's the prosperity of the church. You have become co heads. you have become heirs of the kingdom. Now, everything that is in this kingdom, whatever, what we understand now is that we, we've learned here that possession is not ownership, okay? You can own something and not possess it. So even though my brother is the one that has it, because he's my brother in Christ, it belongs to us. It's family property. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Now, if we have that understanding, then you know what is going to happen in the church. There will be unity in the church. There will be oneness in the church. Envy will be driven away. Bitterness will be driven away. All those things. Why? Because the prosperity of your brother will just cause as much joy to you as it's causing the one who is actually holding it. Praise the Lord. You see, these are things that the wisdom of God puts in. And then also the suffering of your brother will also hurt you. So that is what will make you intercede for a brother who is in trouble and rejoice with a brother who is rejoicing. Then where you are, you know what happens. You're stable. Because now you can say like Paul the Apostle, I I, have become all things to all men. Or you can also say, I can do all things what? through Christ who strengthens me. Or you can also say, I've learned in every state how to what? abound and how to abase. This is the word of God. But even better still, we learned on Sunday that Jesus said to, to them, or rather the account in Matthew said, how much more shall your father give good things to those what? who ask him? And then in Luke, he says, how much more shall your father give what? The Holy Spirit. So we see this same Peter and John. In Acts uh, chapter 3, I believe, when they were going into the temple and they were accosted by a man who needed some change. And we saw that they didn't have change. But did they say to the man, Jesus left us with nothing? Is that what they said? They said, what in particular you're asking? We don't carry it now. We are not carrying it now. But they said, we were giving something. Didn't Jesus say, receive the Holy Ghost? He said, we're giving something, And that thing they gave us is greater than what you're asking for. So what we can be sure is that we never have less. We have more. And they said, in the name of Jesus Christ, what? By the power of God and in the name of Jesus that we're giving, receive strength in your legs. And healing came. Which one was greater? Was it the money they could have given or the anointing they carried? Now, that is what it is. When you will live and follow God gives us his power. And that power answers to all things. Old Testament said money answers all things. New Testament says the Holy Ghost answers all things. Let's give the Lord a praise. Let's give the Lord a praise. So we find that and we settle that as we make this journey. Because we're going to find ourselves in situations where the enemy is going to come to us face to face. And say to us, what are you going to do now? We should remember that while they taught for fish, the master had fish, bread, and fire. While they taught for fish, you know, it, it was so clear to me. He said, compare it. You're looking for, sometimes we look for, we have uh, pictures of particular things we need from God. And we think that that is all we need. Only to realize that when we get that thing we're asking from God, I, I think it was, uh, uh, Gide, is Jide here? Okay, he's not here. You know, he was saying he was, you know, asking God for something in particular. That if God just gave him that. And then when God gave him that, he realized that that wasn't all he needed. Now, the truth is this. As human beings, you really don't know as much as you need. Like we saw in that account. They fished. They went fishing. But can they eat raw fish? They needed fire to eat that fish. Praise the Lord. And to have a good meal, they needed what? Bread. And the Lord, who loves them more than they could ever love themselves, had all of that. But in their thinking, that was all they needed. So for you and I, as we come to God, it's alright to articulate what we think we need. But when we are done articulating, let us trust in His love. that is able to do for us exceedingly, abundantly, above. Because we really don't know how much we need. Praise the Lord, somebody. Someone has shared with us this testimony here. How? I think, did they buy a car for someone or something like that? And the person got the car, was told, let them deliver the car. The person said, no, let me go to Lagos and take the car. This person went to Lagos, took the car, and before he got to Bini, the car had an accident, destroyed beyond repair. So the person got the car and did not get the car. Are you getting what I'm saying? But when God blesses you, his blessings do what? They make rich, and they add no sorrow. Come with me to Psalm 78. We'll see something here that we're going to take and pray with. In Psalm 78, we have an account of God, you know, God just talking about his relationship with Israel. And you know, Israel represents the church. Because of time, I will read and jump quite a few verses. It says, from verse 1, it says, Give ye all my people, Psalm 78, verse 1. Give ear, O oh my people, to my law; incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable; I will utter dark sayings of old, which you have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from our children, from their children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. For he has established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make known to their children. Now come down to verse 12. Verse 12 says, Marvelous things he did in the sight of their fathers. In the land of Egypt, in the field of Zoan, he divided the seeds, he's talking about their deliverance, and caused them to pass through. He made the waters stand up like a heap. In the daytime, he also led them with a the cloud. You know the story. And all the night with a light of fire, He split the rocks in the wilderness Verse 15 And gave them drink in abundance like the depths 16 says He also brought streams out of the rock And caused waters to run down like rivers 17 says But they sinned even more against him By rebelling against the most high in the wilderness Verse 18 And they tested God in their hearts By asking For the food of their fancy Yes they spoke against God And they said can God Prepare a table in the wilderness. We've seen here that God can prepare a table in the seashore, isn't it? Praise the Lord. Can God prepare a table in the wilderness? 20. Look at this. Let's read 20 together, everybody. Behold, he struck the rock so that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he bring bread also? Can he provide meat for his people? Verse 21 says, therefore, the Lord heard this and was furious. But let's stop there. Now, this place here, 19 and 20. Can you put 19 and 20 together for us? You and I should master what happened here. 19 says, yet they spoke against God. In our time now, the children of Israel, what was equal, what what mirrored the resurrection for them was their deliverance out of Egypt. It was what God kept referring to every time he spoke to them. He said, I'm the God who brought you out. Of the land of Egypt. Isn't that that, that, that's what he used to introduce himself to them in the Old Testament. Now for us in the New Testament, what? The God who raised Jesus from the dead. If the Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he's also what? Able to quicken your mortal body. So that is the mirror. That, that power, because what happened is this. Egypt said, Israel, you can go. So God spurred the power of Egypt, broke the pangs and the fangs of Pharaoh, and set the people free. Okay, Now, in our own time, what happened? Death also was swirled, and Jesus came forth. Now, after the resurrection, if you and I say to God, can you provide this for me? Is this possible with God? Can this happen? Uh, well, uh, this is difficult. We are sounding like the children of Israel here. Because they said, yes. God, you split the rocks. Praise the Lord. Uh, uh, yes. He said, what I out. You did this and did that. But can you give us meat? Is somebody getting in? now? You have a friend. And um, you know, you have this friend. And he visits your house. Okay, and you accommodate him. Maybe he came from out of town, and you give him a room, give him a bed. Somebody said in this time now, if someone allows you to use air conditioning in his house, that he really, really, really loves you because you know. Okay, he gives you all of that. You give him dinner. Then in the morning he wakes up, and you see him, you know, very concerned. He says, "Brother, what's the problem?" He said, "Is it possible to get?" A cup of water to brush my teeth in this house. If I know that he says it to you, you hear him on phone. Saying that the problem he has now is that he can't find water to brush his mouth. How will you feel? Will he continue to be your friend? Saying that the only problem in this area, that the AC is working, everything is working here. But there is no water for brushing. I see how crazy it sounds. Now, do you know this is at the core of our relationship with God? God, God, God always gives us basis to trust him and that's why Jesus will say to the disciples don't say anything until after my resurrection why? because after I'm raised from the dead you yourself will know that everything I said is true and that's what happened when they now try to keep them from talking they say we can't keep quiet oh. these things we are testifying of we are not just we say we are witnesses to his resurrection I get it now. The children of Israel were witnesses to these things. They saw the firstborns of the of Egyptians being killed. They saw favor. They received the wealth of the Egyptians transferred to them in one night. They saw the Red Sea part. They saw uh, uh, light, fire, guide them in the night. They saw pillar of cloud guide them in the day. They saw manna fall, and then they sat and con- and considered and murmured, eh, "Hey, he did that." He did that. Can he, that's where I'm coming to. Can he, what can he have you come up here with? What can he did you come to church to with? What is that question that the devil is still allowing you to ask your God, the omnipotent God? The one who says, is there anything to what? Had for me. In spite of evidence. That's where I'm going to. In the face of evidence that there is nothing he can do. These people, if we read further down, if we read further down, you know, God the, the, the 21 says, God heard this and was furious. And I was reading this, the spirit of the Lord said a minister to me. That a lot of problems we have with God is not the direction we think. You know, fornication is terrible, it's not good for us. Stealing is terrible, it's not good for us. But as bad as those things are, the sin of unbelief, oh no. You, you, you may have friends that, that pick things They've come to your house a few times and stolen a few things Isn't it? You may have friends that, you know, maybe gossip about you But they're still your friends But do you know you can't have a friend that never believes anything you tell them You can't be friends with anybody Such a person Anything you tell the person, you say is a lie It's a lie You say, wait here, I can't wait, you'll never come he said, please just hold this thing for me. He said it must be stolen. I won't hold it. Any I mean, think what I'm you may not get it now. When you go home, process it. God, he said, God was furious. Why? I mean, what, am, what else am I going to do for you? What else am I going to do for you? So you sat and you said, uh-huh. you split the rocks, water came out. You split the rocks, water came out. Can you split rock and water come out? You now can you bring what do you know what effort it is to bring water? How much you have to dig in the ground? Eh, you send manna from above. Okay, all those ones, say, okay, make fire to guide you. To them, everything God had done became common. The only difficult thing was the one in their future. We are seated there now, and we are testimonies of wonderful miracles in our yesterday. But when we go to God, we don't worship him for his wonders. We don't bless him for his wonderful works. We test him by, "Uh but God, this is where I am now. Can you do this? Can you do this? Can he prepare a table in the wilderness? Child of God, faith is simply telling yourself the truth about god god you, we don't give god credit by trusting him he has earned it praise the lord he has ended that's why it annoys him we insult him by doubting him if i come to you now and say trust me and i say something you have a right i mean what have i done that should but for what god has done that you know not the one someone told you that you have experienced for what god has done why will you not trust him will you not trust so for this uh, for for, for the disciples this were lessons for them that's why after this encounter when they move forward they couldn't turn back again they had seen over and over and over that this god takes care of them this god raises the dead. that's why the apostle paul said why should you think it incredible that god raises the dead the god that allowed himself to be killed you know magicians don't do their magic on themselves they're called people the God that allowed himself, he said, why should it be a big deal? So these disciples believing that it transformed them. That's what I want us to get to. Where we won't be crazy like this generation of Israel. Where we will say, yes, you split the rock. You did this, you did that. But uh, can you give me fuel in full scarcity? Can you give me that? And we make that the standard. We put that at the front burner of our conversation with him. You know, the Bible has... You Know some testimonies of some persons that should be our we should be coveting when the Bible says a man like David and says David, a man after God's heart. Do you know the thing about David that made him a man after God's heart? He just credited God with what was his due. Do you understand? It's not, he, he's not, God is not asking you to do for him anything. He just think, these people when you go home, read that is a long passage, one of the longest in the Bible after Psalm 119. You see, it's long. David would see a giant, you know, almost twice the height of everybody. And then he says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? To defy the armies of the living, not the armies of David. I get it. He, he had heard what God did. Egypt was the world power. Israel was like a village. They didn't have anything. They were slaves. So God spoiled Egypt. Brought out Israel. Now, in those days, the motivation for war was foiled. That was the motivation for war. So, God didn't just bring out Israel. Israel didn't escape from Egypt. Israel spoiled Egypt. Because as they were going, they took their treasure. That's why Pharaoh had to run after them. That's why they looked at themselves. Their central bank was empty. Their commercial banks were empty. They didn't have anything again. They looked at themselves and said, hey, We better follow these people or we die. And they followed them and they still died. That was the type of deliverance God gave them. So when David read about the God who will part the Red Sea. When David read about the God who will put a pillar of cloud over the day. So that the sun will not smite the people in in the day. And put fire in the night to guide them. He projected. That is faith. He projected. That God, the God of Israel. Brought them out. Who then is this uncircumcised Philistine to challenge that same God? He said, I won't allow it to happen. And God looked at him and said, this boy is tickling my heart. This boy, he he, make my heart go, arigarigarig. That's what he said. The reverse is the case. When you see God's power, and you have seen God's power, and you doubt it, you make him furious. You make him angry. And the Bible gives us a shortcut, or rather gives us a secret. It says, God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. What does it mean? What's that saying to you, and I? It's saying that as a child of God, before anything comes your way, your God has weighed it and said what? I can handle this for you. I've told us here, as terrible as the brothers of Joseph were, it was God that said you can't kill him. Because if they killed him, the dream would not come to pass. And their desire was to kill him. But God allowed them to do something that to them was even better than killing. Send him fire. If you kill him one day, our father will see the body. And then he will know we are bad. But when you sell him to Egypt, by the time our father sees him, he won't even recognize it. So they did what was worse than what they had planned initially. But God knowing that all things must work together for the good of those who love him and that they called according to his purpose even gave speed to their wicked Allah said let it go that's the God you and I serve will you trust him? will you trust him? will you boast in him? that's what we are talking about if you read that passage, He went on verse 28, let's read 40 before we pray 40, come with me to 40 it says how often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Yet again and again, they tempted God. This thing wasn't that they were stealing. You no, know, it wasn't that they were committing fornication. What was the problem? The problem was that they limited the Holy One of Israel. Look at the words used there. One was provoked. One was grieved. The other one was tempted. How? By limiting him. Children of God, this Jesus that saved us is the resurrected Jesus. Never limit him. In your office let everybody know Don't be rude Don't be you know insubordinate No But let everybody know you serve the resurrected Christ Let everybody know that you have confidence in Jehovah Let everybody know that you are serving the living God At home Whatever situation that comes your way I beg you give him credit Allow him to demonstrate his goodness He said they limited him they limited him. 42 says, what was the problem? He said they did not remember his power. Let's rise on our feet. It's not a long sermon. I will remember your power. I will remember that you are God. I will remember that you are the resurrection and the life. That's what he said to me. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he were there, shall live. And even if he was alive, he wouldn't. Die. I have it all covered. That's what the resurrection tells us. Resurrection is witness; is evidence for you and I to go forth in faith, go forth in situations, go forth and dare the enemy, and tell him we know whom we have believed, and we are convinced, we are persuaded. We are not test, We are not testing the waters with God again. We throw ourselves in and say, "Let God be. Let God be." Let God be Let God be No man, no situation can stand before him He is almighty I need you to talk to God And tell him Lord I will trust in you You split the rocks Yes You can also provide it Did he provide the meat for them? He did He did He showed them what you thought we are wondering I would do it The only problem was that they didn't benefit from it Because instead of the meat nourishing them The meat destroyed them But the blessings of God will not destroy you. Because it's going to come by the path of faith. You're going to trust Him. There are situations, some of us are looking at our lives and we're wondering how will God sort this out. The God who sorted out things in the past. I need you to cast your memory back. If not for you, at least cast your memory back to the cross. The God that raised his son Jesus from the dead. The God that releases Holy Ghost to you and I The God that I'm sure has done things in your life That same God has not changed He's still on the throne He still works wonders He still throws things around He is the mighty God I will remember your power The Bible talks about the power of his resurrection That power is available for you sir It's available for you man It's available for us Young ladies. available for you that's what he said to talk talk about. He said, Let them remember me. Let them uh, let them take the chains off. I turn things around. I move mountains. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, I do. I do. I am mighty. I'm mighty. I'm mighty. I'm mighty. I'm mighty. Can he give bread? Yes, he can. <laughs> Can he give wife? Yes. Can he give husband? Yes. Can he give children? Yes. Can he pay the bills? Yes. Can he restore that relationship? Yes. Can he raise from the dead? Yes. Can he, t- whatever it is, it is a yes. The promises of God in Christ are yes and they're amen. He's mighty. He's mighty. He's mighty. But you will trust him. It has to be his way. It has to be his way. There is only one God. The Bible says Oh Israel The Lord your God is one I'm not God with him I don't sub- He doesn't submit to me I submit to him I submit to him I say Lord your will Your kingdom come Your name be glorified I want you to talk to him Remember his power Tell him Lord you can Somebody is sick in the body Tell him you can heal this affliction You have healed one before You have healed many before You can heal this one Is it cancer? He heals it Is it coronavirus? He heals it Whatever it is He heals it Is it diabetes? He heals it Oh yes, is it high blood pressure? He heals it Is it muscular pain? He heals it Is it eyesight? He heals it You are the Lord We will trust in you The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ The great King above all the earth the ancient of days, we worship you. We worship you. You are the Lord. You are the Lord. You make a way where there is no way. Someone is in a it's difficult situation. You must not compromise. Behold, he's coming. Behold, he's coming. Your God is coming. Your God is coming. Your God is coming. He's coming, sir. The mountains they melt like wax before this, your God at the presence of the Lord. He's awesome in his doings, he provides. Worship Him, exalt him, begin to tell him all the things he can do. He can bring you out of indebtedness. Oh, yes, he does that. He can turn fortunes around completely. He did that for Israel. They went from slavery. They went from poverty. They went from destitution. To having so much prosperity that for 40 years. They made no investment but they had enough money. They were offering nations. Let's buy food from you. Let's buy water from you as we journey. That's the God we serve. Tell him what he can do. Don't ask, can you do it again? Tell him you can do this. Tell him you can do this. You can do this. You can provide a table. I, I was thinking of fish, but you can give me roasted fish with bread on top. That's the God I serve. You can give me much more than I could ask or imagine. I come to give you my praise. Receive my praise, the God of my salvation, the glory and the lifter of my head, the one who is my way maker. I worship you, I worship you, I worship you. Exalt him, that's where he belongs. He belongs in our praises, not in our doubts. He belongs in our praises. They say, he that inhabits the praises of his people. The only suitable address you and I can give God is praises. Because he's greater than every thought that you have of him. He's bigger than every imagination that you have of him. What he can do is bigger than whatever you think he can do. That's who he is. He's almighty. Exalt him. Hallowed be your name. Great is the Lord. Greatly is he to be praised. We worship you. You are the Lord, you are the Lord, you are the Lord, we worship you, we worship you, don't stop, don't stop, include Nigeria, you turn things around, I don't know how bad it was for the children of Israel in Egypt, but he turned it around in one night, you can turn the things concerning my country around, oh yes. You can turn the things concerning my country around in one moment of time. Jehovah, Yeshua the Lord. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. you. You do financial miracles. You do emotional miracles. You heal hearts. You set the solitary in families. You give insight. You give wisdom. You give direction. You solved the problem of the poor widow. You saved her from her sons being sold. You are my God. You are my God. You are my God. You are my God. God. I just want to be a witness The Bible says of the apostles They became witnesses to his resurrection I want you to desire that the Lord will make your life a witness to his power That when people are talking about the power of God I'll be a reference They say see the type of things God does Look at her Look at him Look at that family. Look at that church. That is what Jehovah does. A witness to his resurrection. The Bible says with great power, Acts 4.33, the apostles gave witness to his resurrection. Let my children, let my marriage, let my life become a witness to your power. The God who can prepare a table in the wilderness and can give breakfast on the seashore. You are my God. You are my God. You are my God. Male Things unimaginable. Things indescribable. Le kocha zondo.
0: Been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Squaripa Expressway, near next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-900 or 7 3 You can find us online at www. That the Father's God bless you.